Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey and joining me today, I've got two members from a real fun party rock band. Um, they play covers and originals. Um, one of them uh, is the, the title character in the band and the other one is her uh, trumpeter and keyboardist um, in addition to other instruments. Uh, looking forward to... Uh, uh, talking to them a little bit about their band, about their artistry, and why they do what they do. So, Jennifer Egan, Mike Henderson, <laughs> Jennifer Andrea on the drive down. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Yeah, it's fun to be here. Yeah. Uh, how how are you guys' days? I had a good day. Um, the things are weird right now. So anytime I can do anything musical, is a good day. Um, even if it's not playing music, but anything involved in supporting other musicians or uh, listening to music or whatever, um, it's it's a it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I no, I'm just trying to find that inspiration at the moment, and uh, for me, it's like I'm chasing after butterflies. You know, I I go through cycles where I can't stop writing. I'll be in the studio with everybody recording and then I'll be writing like two other songs. I can't even remember like which one are we recording right now? And then other times I'll be like, who am I now and where are we? And what what is it that I'm feeling or need to sort out? Yeah, definitely. Like inspiration happens, writing block the musicians. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely get that a lot for sure. Um, I mean, I get a lot of my energy from live music, so it's been hard to like not have that outlet, but I've been compensating for that with, um, uh, I'm now the music director for Breaking and Entering, so wow. it's, yeah, uh, it's, uh, now I take part in the daily uh, publishing um, of the new music that comes from Milwaukee music scene. And uh, there's been a lot of people dropping a lot of stuff and that's kept us busy. It's kept me sane. Um, if I wasn't doing that, I would probably be drinking beers way too early in the day. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But busy. yeah, definitely. And this doing the show has been very nice because reconnecting with a lot of folks that you know i haven't seen because i see i see you guys through the music scene you know it's like with without the shows it's like i don't see like 80 yeah. percent of the people i interact with yeah i get that for sure i still get to play with um pete um what is his last name yaman how do you say it Yumang. and uh, he does the open jam at miss Polaro. He does um, Abracadabra and Slavery now. Oh, cool. So I'll do his leading for him, which is interesting because there's a male lead. Um, I think he says his name Richter. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering it. Mm. Um, I always thought it was Richter. It could be that, uh, but we have fun sharing leads. And it just is like, it helps me stay up to form to make sure that yeah, yeah. I'm not getting sloppy and I'm enjoying... Uh, you know, putting a show on for everybody. It's not just playing the notes right, but kind of hosting a good time for everybody. You're very good at that, Jen. <laughs> yeah, it's stage, stage diving. I remember like jumping straight up, not worrying about possibly killing myself. <laughs> I I won't I won't ever forget that show at Bremen. It was a great time. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. It was one at Orlando open for us right yeah, I yeah. Well. shout out shout out to our good friend orlando yeah, yeah. we saw him at um the glacier valley glacier valley Fest. yep, yep. Oh, that, was, that was a good time morgan right yep. yep that was a fun time oh hell yeah yeah orlando's a great guy as well um yeah, yeah i mean it's been cool to see you know everyone is um some people can't find the the energy to do uh music right now because the world is on fire but for some others it's like 
full on creative mode, if that makes sense, where they're just oh, yeah. cranking out so much stuff. Yep. Yeah, Andrew David Weber seems to be that guy. Mm. And I'm so like, I love him to death. It's so funny. I only met him once, but he knows all the people that I knew from the past. And there's that synergy where you just connect. I feel like we're like old friends and, and I'm just like, haven't seen him in a while. When I really met him the first time at Walker's Point at an open jam. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I watch him constantly releasing stuff and try to support yeah, it. Regularly. And I'm like so jealous because I'm in this like quote pregnancy period of trying to like latch onto that next authentic um, sound or feeling that I want to convey in some piece of music. I'm lucky enough to play with Andrew on the, the 30th. He's doing a CD release at the bend i think is the venue it's called oh cool dope yeah, it's gonna be fun and he's so he is so creative and uh mm -hmm. expressive yeah with his music he's fun he's fun to play with. i will shout big shout to andrew david weber as well i've actually to my knowledge i don't think i've ever met him in person but i've just been like we've been facebook friends for such a long time yeah. where i feel like i do know him yeah <laughs> um, it's so weird he, right yeah, but he does he does seem like a great guy and uh I do look forward to getting to know him one day. Well, hopefully uh, they, they kick the uh, the open jam at Walker's Point Music Hall back up again pretty soon because he hosts it. So, yeah, I'd love to come. That'd be fun. I'm fairly certain that I will probably make music with Orlando and or Andrew in the future. In the future. Oh yeah. The the groundwork kind of gets laid when you know that you've either talked about it. Um, and you weren't drunk all this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and they maybe have worked with people that you've worked with. Yeah. Um, where you just need to weigh in on someone else to help see your vision through. Yeah. Which I might have a piece like that for Andrew. So well, could be we'd fun. love to we see it. We wrote our own two songs. Uh Recently. just us, like yeah. collaboratively. It was that was exciting. That was, was that was a lot of fun. And I had never written music before, like for anything like this and so it was always just you know trumpet lines on top of other people's songs but this was a a unique situation that i really enjoyed and now i'm like especially in this situation when's like, the next one right i was like let's do it again let's yeah. do it again let's yeah. come up with some other stuff and, and uh elaborate on it because it's a oh yeah time. yeah no. i have like a recording up on my profile we were at mama d's because ali jay was like hey i need musicians and it was summer so we could be outside. outside yeah. She was speaking of her. She was on the show recently. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Fashion diva. <laughs> she's the best, dude. Yeah. She's she's awesome, and I I really believe in her. I think she's gonna write some really great songs and get them out to the world soon. Um, yeah. So what we talk about, on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity, and uh, so. Mike, I've met you first. I met I. <clears throat> I mean, you uh, have played with a lot of different projects, and um, I just I feel like I'd see you at Bremen shows just like pretty sporadically. Um, and uh, I saw you again when you played with Jen here, and it was our first time meeting. Yeah, and uh, I believe it was in January um, at Bremen, and. Uh, um and yeah uh yeah i know i was trying really hard not to mention anything every time, negative <laughs> every time i go to bremen cafe now i think about the night that my car got stolen in front of the in front of that bar oh shit what wait really <laughs> yeah i think it's more because he had a certain kind of vehicle that's just so easy to break into easy, easily targeted yes and um actually uh sulfa mamet's drummer his name is rich I'm not sure if you've met him or not, but um, he also owns a CRV that got stolen, and he bought another CRV right after that because he thought it was gone. Um, he got it back. He got the one that got stolen back. So then he had two CRVs, and he sold it to, and you know this person, Marshall Holm, who also now owns a CRV. And so there's now three members of Sulfur Markets that all have CRVs. That's and kind of fun. That's that's fun. Are they all different colors? No, actually, Rich and Marshall's are both red. Marshall jokes around about how the even numbers are red and the odd numbers are blue. Marshall's and Rich's are 98 and 2000, mine's a 99. 
So that's how that works. They're oh, good cars. Cool. Um, good for musicians because there's a lot of space, good gas mileage, stuff like that. But yeah, they're easy they're to cheap. break into. Yeah, they're easy to cheap. find used, apparently. Um, just get a club. That's I had to get a club, and since then, I really, I've had no problems. So good, awesome, Mike. I, actually, I believe that was when we first met. Was the Sulfur Mombit show at Summer Solstice last oh, yeah. summer? I remember that was a great show. Um, we had that was really in that show as well on our Facebook page. Yeah, that was a fun show, and uh, yeah, I talked to you guys behind the stage, and um, yeah, I had known Marshall from doing the Open Jam at High Five Studio. Yep. He, um, he was uh, really into that, and um, yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys that just, you know, says yes to so many projects, and so you just see him everywhere because he plays with so many bands like I've wow latched onto him. i've just kind of followed I've, i followed the marshall home wave because he knows so many people and he knows you know how to get in his foot in the door in so many venues that it's like it makes musical sense to try to follow his lead and and get that marketing and uh and not only that he's a phenomenal musician he's a really yeah. good bass player he is he has uh improved so amount of sleeps and downs and he got me into one lane bridge al williams band and that's a fun time as well. That's a really good band. I have heard. I've wanted to see them too. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about all the projects, but first, my friends, we're gonna talk, we're gonna take it back. So, Jen, we'll start with you. Tell me a little bit about your history with music. Where did it all kind of start with you? Well, it depends on where you want to start. Like when did I start writing music? When did I start learning an instrument? Or when did I start playing out? Are those all of the questions? They, I do really like how you dissected that question. Um, we'll start, the answer is all three of them. Um, <laughs> so let's start with how you like learned an instrument. Um, so my grandpa was like, hey, do you want to take piano lessons? Your mom did and I was like okay because I wanted to make him happy and I was like six or seven and then I found myself alone a lot um through all of life's many battles not to get all emo on everybody <laughs> and uh sometimes that was the only constant in my life and uh, I took lessons for a really long time but then I started having issues with feeling connected to what I was learning I felt it was boring I didn't see the point in recreating something someone else probably played better than me exactly the way it was written um early on i would take something like fearless and the part you know is not the best part there's a, a movement after it that's dark and angry but of course they didn't up and speed the time sig signature up or tempo to be like double the speed i did though i did and there's nothing like an acoustic piano way at the bottom just pounding the notes because it's loud and it's dark and exciting. And I found a way to create like a medley between that and Moonlight Sonata. I just started needing the healing that music offered. So I started writing to try to sort through all the things I was trying to make sense of and find healing. And so when you listen to any of the music I have made, some of it's a little lighter and truthy, but most of it's kind of deep and introspective. Kind of revealing myself, you know. Um, I really loved, um, you know, I play a little guitar and picking it up a little more now when I was 16. But my love is always piano and voice, voice first, because you could sing before you could, you know, do anything, make noise or singing um, and writing poetry and things like that. But um, rock I, I loved creating hard rock and did my alibi which was insane i can almost still remember the uh how my neck would hurt from all the head banging and i would walk off the stage feeling like um i rode a horse <laughs> <laughs> um heavy heavy light shows so loud your ears would be ringing three days later um so you had to play with a lot of other like metal or dark rock kind of music even like straight up screaming mm -hmm. i remember 
remember being like, hi, I'm Andrea, I'm going to sing for you now. And like everybody else is like, whoa, whoa. nothing that, not that there's anything wrong with that. There's this pat on the place and scream your lungs out and beat the sh out of the drums and, you know, just wail on the guitar. So my angsty 20s, early, late teens, angsty 20s, I did all of that. And I got soft. <laughs> I've grown a little soft in my ears. Now we're doing party music and you still have some aggression. You still get a little of that angst, but um maybe less head banging, less cursing. Um <laughs> I mean that is what it's there for, you know. Um all that uh hard gritty rock is it's it's fun for that reason, is that it's very cathartic, you know. Get it all. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I mean it's cool that you can make music that's not so much like viscerally emotional in like a way like where you're channeling your negative emotions, but the positive, but viscerally emotional in the positive way, which is making party music, which is a lot of the stuff that you guys have been making. And uh, that's why the show is so fun. Um, yeah. What was... Yeah, what was what was the first time uh, you ever like played out like you know started like actually you know playing out in the scene? You know, it's funny that you say that because I kind of started absolutely everything by accident. Everything, everything down to the very first show back in the coffee shop days. You know, when you're underage, you can't be in the bar. Oh. Although I totally was. Uh, but this was like when I was definitely, you know, like 16 and you really can't go anywhere near those places. Um, ben Janzel, I played some shows with him at um, Good Old Sprizzles. That's no longer now it's Roots. And Joey Leo, I remember the, not Joey Leo, the second or the third or, you know, the, the younger Joey Leo, you know, but older, distinguished, amazing acoustic guitarist, uh, Joey Leo. Mm -hmm. Played the show with him and I remember people asking me, they'd be like, you're like Tori Amos. And I'm like, thanks. And then I was like, who oh, is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was She's like, great. whoa, I got to go back to piano lessons. <laughs> yeah, she got some really good piano and then someone was like, you're like Nessa Carlton. I'm like, ah, oh, everything that's coming out that I was doing and, you know, the Evanescence is yeah. in its own way, kind of like my alibi and just trying to find your own sound before someone else found it right. you know um so i like all the sounds <laughs> yeah definitely Five, yeah. One, you know? right for sure totally um well that's awesome we'll talk more about um the drive down and everything in a bit we're going to turn it to mike here mike you play trumpet uh when did you start with that um middle school um when i was a kid just like jim the music was kind of a um, stability in my in my childhood my grandparents had a, a keyboard and organ in their in their front room and my parents saw how i embraced the the sound and uh, they saw that i had the interest in it and um so when they, they encouraged me to join band when i got into middle school and then you know uh, my band director helped direct me to what fit me both physically and in terms of like you know uh, my ability uh and put me on the trumpet i actually picked i wanted to i wanted to play saxophone first thank goodness i did not go that route um because i love the trumpet uh, but then i you know high school started shooting up the ranks and was first chair in my high school and then um decided to go to to school um for, for music education um that was when i really knew that music was going to be my my life my career for the rest of my life, I was going to be playing music. I knew that, and um, it's different. It's probably more difficult. I wouldn't say it's super difficult, but more difficult than let's say like a guitar player with a good voice to to find your spot because there's just not many trumpet players. Not only that, you can't do solo gigs like a lot of these really really talented acoustic guitar players can just you know get gigs at any any venue and and entertain for three straight hours. Uh, you can't do that as a trumpet player. You have to rely on others the, to to get in the spots. And so, yeah, I started when I was in middle school. Um, I'll never stop. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I 
I was a saxophone player in middle school. <laughs> I dated a lot of saxophone players. Does that count? Yeah, I, I would I would say so. Um, you were around it a lot. <laughs> For like a hot um, second, I could play the Sansco marching in. There you go. No, oh, I love yeah. saxophone. Um, it's especially uh, tenor sax is my favorite. But oh yeah. It's it's just one of those things as a trumpet player. It's almost like a rivalry between trumpet and saxophone. Saxophone always steals our our jobs, and it's like, well, come on, give trumpet the love, you know. But no, it's yeah. most of the time. Actually, it's fun to play next to a saxophone player, a good saxophone player that knows what they're doing, that you can lock uh, harmonies with. That's that's a really fun time. Uh, uh, it doesn't happen often enough, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure, I would agree. Um, so where where did you guys uh, grow up? I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida, um, moved to Wisconsin when I was 16, uh, graduated high school in Appleton, and then ended up at UW-Milwaukee, and I've been in Milwaukee ever since. I don't want to leave. I love the music scene in the city. It's the best. Um, Jen, what about you? I grew up here. Um, my plan was to leave. I have probably 25 songs that have some kind of feature of how I am leaving. <laughs> I'm gonna leave or need to leave. It's <laughs> a theme, if you will. Um, and then I just didn't. Yeah, I'm trying to keep her here. I hate, I hate the winters. Yeah, there's that's a the lot worst to part. love about Wisconsin, but I, I think I struggle in the winter. But we do summer right when we have the ability to do yeah. summer right. The summer yeah. is a mess. I write all my depressing crap in the winter when I feel sad <laughs> and emo and I have way too much time locked up by myself. And then we, we play it all. <laughs> we put it on its head, During make it something people can dance to, and <laughs> play it in the summer. There you go. Yeah. I'm from Illinois, but I also came up here for UWM six years ago. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, once you like start exploring the Milwaukee music scene, you don't stop. Um, yeah. There's... <laughs> Every, there's you've, I've been finding so much new stuff. Like I'm like really deep into like the experimental like DIY projects right now that people are making stuff in their bedroom. Like yeah. that's how deep it goes, and uh, all of it is so much fun to digest. And um, yeah, I I like is like I, and like I live in River West, so it's nice normally when there's not a pandemic going on when uh, on a Friday night you already have you have like three shows you can pick from or three things to do that Within a mile away yeah River West is a cool place yep. when I was at EWM I remember like being on the front porch having some beverages with some college people and some of me knew some of you didn't and it didn't really matter because you're there in the moment together and it's night and you just talk and you can hear distant sounds of people practicing too late with their garage bands in the basements. And you can hear um, people, other people doing what you're doing on other porches mm -hmm. and their lights on. But then I look out and I see there is, how did they get up there and how are they going to stop? You know, those ones with like the giant wheels mm -hmm. and they're yeah. just careening down the street. And you're like, did I just see what I thought I saw? Like, <laughs> And it's yeah. magical, you know, kind of. Yeah. You and see some whack shit in this neighborhood, like just yeah. like that. <laughs> it, can, it can get a little scary sometimes yeah. if you're not in the right place at the right time. So be cautious. Most, most of the time, though, it's comfortable and friendly, and the people there are awesome. And yeah, yeah, I love going to Ruiz. Just be, you know, always remember where you are. Just right, your, exactly. you know, don't be alone, probably. Right. Yeah. I miss yeah. the inside too. Shout out. <laughs> yeah definitely but i miss that so much that's definitely always a, a creative time in my life just finding yourself you know totally that being said um <laughs> let's hear about how jennifer andrea and the drive down formed like i said everything i've ever done including my alibi is completely by accident kind of kind of i just wanted to start playing again in any capacity and i started to contact people um and i ran into ben realizing quickly like the group he's with now is not like wasn't a good fit for me but we needed a guitarist once i found 
Mike and I found a drummer and a bass player like no problem. Um, we brought him on to fill in and uh, all of a sudden we had this like energetic fun group that lasted for a long time. Now we're looking for a, a main guy because Ben's busy creating awesome music with his group. I forget what they call themselves. But um, yeah, he really helped springboard us forward. And uh, I had a bunch of songs that I just wanted to be able to play for people. And no one, I felt like the energy was when you have a drummer and trumpet and like bass, badass bass and guitar behind you just by itself. The piano, yeah, sure, it could be nice for a coffee shop, but the energy isn't there. I wanted both worlds. Mm. So that's kind of, you know, what we ended up doing. And then we wanted, I wanted to make sure that Mike was definitely showcased. So we're throwing in trumpet heavy songs or songs that can have trumpet and mashing it together. So that's kind of us. We met at uh, Walker's Point Music Hall like a year and a half ago. Um, I saw her playing her piano. Um, Sofa Mambits was there uh, doing, a, doing a thing that night was for one of the jams. Uh, and then we just started talking and then like I don't know, a few months later she calls me up like hey i'm getting this group together you want to play some trumpet and actually there she's got a lot of songs that trumpet doesn't fit on so that's why she shoved the keyboard in front of me <laughs> and so i started doing that and actually i love it um piano is my favorite instrument so i love her music her original music is uh energetic it's passionate and it's fun to play um and so like that actually is like a motivator for me to learn the keyboard and I've embraced that and started using keyboard in Soul Food Mavits now, which never happened before this year as well. So there's been mutual benefits, I think, for both of us to uh, to collaborate our efforts and, and do the music thing like this because it's new for both of us. And yet we're both, I feel like, experienced enough and good enough at doing it to make it work. And it's, a, oh, it's so much fun. Um, gigs are sparse right now. But at the same time, when they do happen, we prepare and 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 put our best foot forward every time and, and have so much fun doing it that I don't ever want to stop. Oh yeah. When when uh was your guys' first gig? Was it the no, it was the Mescalero feature? Yeah. Well, um, no, wasn't it right before that? It's funny because oh, Clark Hotel. That was supposed to be our first gig, but I like did the soft inquiry. And he must have talked to the right person sort of randomly and got booked at the Clark Hotel. Um, but that was minus bass player. Yeah, that like, wasn't a full band thing. Yeah. The space was small, yep, but tiny. it was full. And I was playing with John Archimede. I'm not saying that right. He goes by, I think, Jonathan Michael, and he runs the joke shop. He's a He's super fun guy. Um, he also helped carry the show because it had to be so long. Yeah, it was three hours. And we had just all met. So, we didn't have all this. <laughs> we were pulling out content. all the stuff. And I remember I was doing this one show, uh, one song, and I knew that um, John was going to sound incredible because he can definitely do like a Howie Day, um, John Mayer voice, like spot on, which left me trying to like just look busy because, you know, <laughs> he's filling in. So I'm just like on the keyboard and I know what key it's in. and. I'm just sort of like, there's a point where somehow I got a little lost. So I'm just like playing the scale underneath because I didn't know, is this the bridge? Are we in the chorus yet? And instrumental maybe? And uh, Greg is playing the cajon. He um, he, go, he leans over and he's like, do you know who we are? <laughs> I was like, I smiled real big. I'm like, no. Nope. And he's like, okay. <laughs> And then we all got back together when the chorus finally did come and nobody in the audience knew any, nope. any wiser because that's, you know, you have to know those things. Yeah. It happens to every musician where you're like, what do you do? Well, it wasn't even a mistake. Spot, yeah. It was just like, well, we never even ran this song, but I guess we're doing it. Where am I in this song? That was a successful show. Honestly. I think you know someone that, gave me, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> have either of you guys ever seen the movie um, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm going to put that on my watch list because I love watching that stuff. I haven't seen that one yet, but I've seen it's, like Wedding Singer. Oh, it's like one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. It's, it is the funniest fucking movie ever, but there's a part where like none of the guys that Dewey is playing with know 
like the song he's about to play, but somehow they all just start playing and it becomes like a hit song and it's <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm gonna so random for me because I've been running out of like movies to uh you know to watch and I can hit both birds with one stone, you know, finding inspiration, just having a good laugh and coming out from a long day. Oh now. yeah, that's a good movie to do that with. Awesome. But um yeah, so when when was that like it was just a little bit longer than a year ago yeah yeah it was either early early october like greg and i played greg's the um drummer greg and i played uh a show at mama d's in august right before the clark hotel right before the full band which is why i had asked ben hey can you fill in on guitar and then he just stayed which really helped us get our two first recordings done and establish what we're going for which is great yeah, he'll still fill core. in but yeah exactly so we got that core now it's so busy um but yeah i remember not practicing at all with greg we had this one audition where i got to know him and then like a few weeks later it was like hey so will you play with me at mama d's and we had not played really since that one time and we had to play two hours. And he's like such a good drummer that it worked. I trusted him completely. I was not worried. Yeah, he's someone you can fall back on. He has else. good, he has these strategies because he plays at church a lot, but he watches my hands and he reads lips when he can't hear. God bless drummers. Okay. When he can't hear, because that's the first to go is the vocals, or you can't, and then the next is the piano. I don't know why. Um, he just lip reads the whole time and watches my hands damn that's crazy right it's really fascinating makes you happy you're not a drummer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a natural thing totally so yeah when i saw you guys you were still pretty uh pretty fresh into like the full band formation is my understanding like four months or so at that point yeah sure um <laughs> so that being said what was your last show before covid we did the Glacier Valley Music Festival actually during COVID. That was in August. Oh yeah, didn't uh, Anson do that one too? Yeah, Anson was there with his band, The Uncomfortable yeah. Moments. Shout out to Anson. Shout out to Anson. Heck yeah. Anson was there watching yeah. us and Orlando. Yeah, he's all sitting together. One of the biggest supporters. Anson uh, is one of my biggest supporters, so yeah. I love Anson. <laughs> yeah. I just watched his episode not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, I was gonna say he did it. Um, yeah, he, um, that was a fun festival, and actually, it was a breath of fresh air, like figuratively, figuratively and literally, because it was outdoors. Um, but because there were no gigs happening, and mm -hmm. the Summerfest thing had just died, and so everybody was anxious and ready to play. And so then we had this three-day music festival, and oh man, so much talent there! It was a blast. It was a, it was a really good time. Um, shout out to Ricky and Mike. Uh, for one of the, the sound at the main it's stage. It's just us name dropping. That's yeah, the whole thing. Is Marty Morgan <laughs> to put it all together. Um, Marty Marty. Yes, Marty Marty. Let's yeah. like recognize absolutely every... everyone that we know. <laughs> That's what I love doing. I love tagging <laughs> everybody. Yeah, when I post the episode, I love tagging everybody <laughs> who gets shouted out. Yeah. It uh, was nice. It was it was really good to be back together um playing we had so many shows canceled yeah that all my phone did for a while was remind me of shows that had been canceled was a little depressing. even now there's some that are i know are canceled they're still on my phone it's like why don't i just delete them oh yeah well that takes effort yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah certainly um well that all being said uh what are you guys working on now i mean at this point <clears throat> very little because uh outdoor gigs are what we were hoping for um now that we got the winter coming up um <clears throat> there's not many venues that are doing live music and we have um i don't know i wouldn't say stalled we're still trying to get together and and, and keep the things fresh but um forever just like for everyone it's it's hard i myself personally try to make it out to open jams whenever i can just to just to maintain sanity um but uh, other people are being much more cautious and staying home, and I respect that. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that. I just, uh, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would lose my mind if I if I couldn't play music. Uh, it's what keeps me going, and we'll get the full band going soon enough. 
Yeah, we have this one song that we just finished, and like I know Greg is crazy excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you keep me. I even <laughs> imagine like um a music video to it, and I don't know exactly. See where I where I taught. Um, now I'm on home zooming, but there's a grand no, there's a piano there, an acoustic piano, and so whenever I had a break, I would just you know, play a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there, de-stress. And I came up with uh, a new song that's um, arguably, you know, just as catchy as Superhuman, but maybe even more fun, a little faster, a little more dancey. I love the intro, the piano intro is... It is a little, sells it, it kind of just gets in your head, um, especially with what Greg put under it. We put, we featured it at um, Glacier Valley and um, it, it's got great energy with the trumpet popping here and there. I was thinking of uh, the killers a little bit. Like, what happens if the killers had a trumpet in it and then a female singer? It's just like dance rock. I don't know. I just, I'm, just high energy. I wish you could write like five of them, but every time I write a song like that, I'm like, crap, that's the only one I'm ever going to write like that. And then I'm going to be disappointed with myself. <laughs> no, I'm a hack. <laughs> That's awesome. We want to go to Eric Labrosby. I'm name dropping again at Cherry Pit because he pit. never does me wrong. He's awesome. Oh, I've heard good things about Cherry Pit. Shout out to Cherry Pit. Yeah. He uh, is almost like an, the invisible member of any music I've ever made because I all like the earlier recordings I have before the, the first two that we released under the band name, um, Superhuman and um, Are You Who? Are you who actually was created with his guitarist and his drummer of All Heroes Lie, because those two are super diverse um, players, Paul and Chris Newland. And like Eric was able to just be like, do this. This is what this song needs. And they were just like, yep, bam, it was done. And, uh, you know, what he could create without even having those members of a band make it sound like a band, we've yeah. been able to take, make our own, and then Ben was able to do incredible things with the new two. So I'll probably ask him or Andrew, David Weber, to come and guest some more. But yeah, we're looking for our main guy who can stay. A lot of the good ones are swooped up already and or they're yeah, not it's hard looking. To find a good guitar player that's got a bunch of free time. So we'll just borrow for a while and Mike and I keep playing when we can with you know each other. We can put on a fun little show. You don't get piano and trumpet together like the way we put it together. Well, what's nice about you being able to play the guitar and me now learning how to play keyboards is we can switch it up. It's not just piano and trumpet anymore. There's a versatility addition to it. And I like that a lot. I like having having that ability to, to you know, spread my wings, flex my muscles a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a great feeling, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's fun. I mean, it's a blast. Yeah, it, it I think that even if it's not perfect when you're playing a new instrument, you're not a veteran yeah. to, um, people find it entertaining because they're like, wow, this is actually pretty fun, you yeah, know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. The musicianship is still there. Yeah. 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 Where did Jennifer, Andrea, and the drive down come from? <laughs> so, um, Greg and Lowell, I'm sorry, I keep disappearing. That's what these virtual backgrounds oh, that's are. That's okay. Greg and Lowell, I met when I was just trying to find people that I could play with. I didn't even care what, really what we were playing. And then they were super into, you know, doing, creating the solo music into a band. But uh, they were like, okay, great. We need to distinguish the solo music as a group. And I agreed. You have to start with that rhythm section. So we were like, what are we going to call the band? And I was just thinking about like how Florence and the Machines because I'd already released a lot of my music under BMI and the name and established like a um, reverb nation. And I had been working for many, many years, over a decade under my own name. So use what you've already built and then like the foundation and build on top of that. So we just created the other part for the band to acknowledge that it's not just me. And in fact, I feel like it's the band that makes the whole thing, you know? It's like, you are the wind beneath my wings. Enter Bet Miller. <laughs> All right, I quit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it creates such a, 
it creates an energy that can't be there. Um, so Greg was like listing all of these things that can go with and. There's this long list and we could not right away drive. I was like, drive, yeah, that, that, I like that. But then we could not figure out drive what? And I let Lo and Greg just like battle it out. Like my phone was blowing up for like a day or two of drive this, drive that. And eventually I was down to like two or three and I liked the alliteration drive down yeah there's actually yeah. a band called the drive or something with horns so maybe it was destined yeah. no, no one would call ourselves the drive be too close to home yeah. but you know it worked out i think i like the drive down as a name it grows on a band name grows on you but yeah we yeah. had to work for it a little bit um that part i would give Lil <laughs> and greg credit for they named themselves and then mike even though I, I didn't imagine he'd want to stay, like I I asked him if he'd like to guest. All of a sudden, it was like, no, I'm your bandmate. She didn't realize how much <laughs> I liked her music or how much I liked the piano. Yeah, so then he no, just fun. stuck around, and now we're in it together. We're just uh, looking for the fifth final guitarist, and we'll borrow from anyone until then. Yeah. Um, because it's it's a good time. Really fun. Yeah, really yeah. Fun. that was definitely dope. Um, what uh, so I know you you, you guys do uh, you incorporate a number of covers in your sets. Uh, what are some covers you guys do? My favorite is probably Spiderwebs by No Doubt, just because there's brass in that song already, and so I can just kind of copy and paste. Um, we also do Cake Cake's version of I Will Survive, which is you know it's not there, it's not an original. But we, you know, they got the trumpet in that band. And so I just copied the trumpet solo. Well, we kind of do cake version because yeah, I don't sing it like him. Yeah, right. I was like, I'm not going to sing it like this guy. I'm going to sing it like the original, but it follows the format of cake. So we're doing a cover oh, of a, a cover. cover. <laughs> but there's a bunch of them that are high energy, um, room fives in there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's this, the list goes on. Um, Mighty Mighty Boston's. Boston's. Oh my gosh, that's really so good fun. One. Yeah, yeah. Another one with brass in it that I can embrace with the trumpet. You know. We were working on some other ones that, uh, you know. I want to. I want to do Never There. I know. We I were, heard it on the way over here. I was like. Well, and then I found um, <laughs> another. There's a cover band called like the Interpreters, and they have a trombone and they're doing Billie Eilish Bad Guy. Oh, cool. And With it was so fun because it was like sort of like if, if, um, no doubt, <laughs> did it. <laughs> but like they have a guy in the, in the band too that is as confident as their lead singer who like doubles up on it because it's a lot of layering vocals. Um, yeah. But still, my gosh, so fun. So I suggested it to Pete because Pete um, of Suave and Abercadabra loved doing that. Um, all They're all covers though. And I was like, well, we could like borrow it and then also do it on ours. I don't love having to play too much keys when it's dancey, because then I can get out and dance and get everyone to do it too. That's what's nice about the, the full band that we got is there are some piano heavy songs, but then there's also songs that you can step out in front and, mm -hmm. and be yeah. the dancer and the singer um, and let the, the band behind you uh, really take play their role. And that's what's fun about this group. It's uh, it's versatile. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that yeah, well, I look forward to the next one, guys. I, I really yeah. do. Me too. We can't <laughs> Who knows wait. When it's gonna be. So we're just uh, you know gonna let fate take us where it goes. Yeah. yeah. Mike, uh, do you want to quick uh, talk about what's going on with Soulfoot Mombits right now? We're still doing some stuff. Um, Mainly right now we're working on an album, which is actually in the whole COVID thing is a blessing in disguise because we've been able to put a lot of time into the album and hopefully we can be finished in 2021, like by the summer. Um, but the uh, the gigs are here and there. We uh, The next full band is in Lake Geneva at a place called Studio Winery, which is a really cool venue. Um, it's a winery that's got a studio in it. Um, and the the guy that, that runs the place uh he he mixes so well um one lane bridge did a, a cd a, a live cd there and it sounded great um so i'm going to encourage us to 
do that. Um, although I don't know if it's if it's if it's going to pan out or not. Uh, me and Jesse, the lead singer of Sultan Mambits, we got a gig at Red White and Brews in West Dallas on November 21st. Nice. Yeah, and then the week after that's the the full band, um, November 28th at, at Studio Winery. Um, aside from that, it's just album stuff. Um, we've got a couple of already that have already been mixed, and we're going to send them out to the radio stations ASAP. Um, send out EPs and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, gigs are hard to come by and, um, you know, we're, we're going to take our time. We're not going to force the issue. Um, I know solo artists are probably better equipped right now to do the, 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 the winter gigs right now because you don't have to worry about the collaboration and the, all the stuff happening um, that might, you know, slow things down. But um, we're still maintaining momentum when we, when we can. Uh, and so, yeah. Awesome. Great. Great to hear, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um, looking forward to expanding uh, the, 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 the societal understanding of what a mambit is. None uh, of us know. That's a made up word. No, it's what you think it is, right? Yeah, we are the mambits. Yeah. And my last quick question is who made this graphic that we're looking at right now? So I believe that professionals should be sought for their, you know, expertise and I. There's an independent company that somebody like us decided we're graphic artists, but we don't want to create for some boring businesses. So we will create for bands that want decent art. And it's literally called something like a band logo. Oh, nice. And the guy was super nice. And I remember us going back and forth about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably need another one because it like it tends to chop off if you see. Yeah. Um, we need maybe one Mostly. more streamlined, but it was everything I wanted it to be. Super cool guy. Yeah. Gonna go on business cards. Yeah. Initially, I don't know if you can see it under her shoulder, just over her shoulder to the uh, the road. Yeah, the road. Initially, the those dots were not there, like you know, like the passing lane dots or whatever. They got added in. Oh, I have a funny story. Down. The DD that you see in the back, if you notice, it's a little bigger, which is pretty cool. Like it really sticks in your head. Yeah. Um, he was looking up double Ds because he was looking up like examples of how people, businesses, and other bands have done the double Ds. We get Daredevil, you know, and things like that. We obviously can't do. Right. And he got some other things. <laughs> yeah, some interesting pictures came up for sure. Oh yeah, I, I. Uh, Luckily, ignore. <laughs> say no more. Say no more. We looked extra at those and saved. <laughs> oh, um. I'll find it and link it when you post the video because they they deserve uh, a shout out. They're oh yeah, an artist like us. Please do. Yeah, uh, Jen and Mike, uh, thank you so much for joining me tonight uh, yeah, to be on the show. This is fun, and uh, hopefully we see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. So on our way out, I ask everyone the same two questions on our way out. Mike, we'll start with you on this yes, one. Yes, I'm wearing underwear, and no, I haven't had that issue. Dan, <laughs> in mind. Mike, uh, what what keeps you up at night? Um, just normal stress of life, um, which can be reduced when I get to play with other good musicians and um, mm -hmm. and enjoy my life. Uh, in the music scene. Um, most of the time it's because I'm not sure about what's going to happen. And so I dwell on it and I think about it. And, and that's what uh, I have to distract myself. A lot of the time listening to music is what puts me to sleep. But most of the time I'm, I, I sleep very soundly at night. Uh, Jen, what keeps you up at night? I think when you chase after the next idea, you never really sleep because you're always dreaming. Yeah. That's so you're kind of restless, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I actually created something that I want to put on like a black zip hoodie and in like a white cursive. Um, there's no sleep for the dreaming. That's good. Yeah. It's the lyric from one of my my alibi songs and it stuck with me and it's kind of true, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It is. It really is. Like my head's in the clouds too much myself. So I, I get that. 
Um, Mike, what puts you to sleep? Um, uh, fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of the time I try to eat right before I fall asleep because that tends to help me um, fall asleep quickly. Other, other times I literally, I'm just staring at my ceiling waiting for my eyes to, my eyelids to get heavy. Most of the time though, it's pretty easy to just get in my comfort zone and fall asleep. I think because I have the security of knowing that I'm playing with so many phenomenal musicians that um, things are going well right now. Even now, um, compared to a lot of other musicians, I feel like I'm playing out often enough uh, to, to keep me stable. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Um, Jen, we'll put you to sleep. Uh, Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I used to have to take melatonin like all the time to actually get to sleep. Sometimes that idea of like, oh my gosh, tomorrow is going to come too soon, which is a song lyric. Name the song. <laughs> is it E6? This no is the night we felt alive. Tomorrow's oh. going to come too soon. I know that song that feeling because uh, like I have kids and they're young and I swear I am never going to sleep again so as soon as I've decided I've declared enough myself time I have to force myself to sleep because I know my morning could be 5 a.m 6 a.m we could have been out playing a gig until 1 a.m my day the next day will be 5 a.m 6 a.m god only knows so that's it I will force myself to go to sleep. I hear that. Thanks for <laughs> the show, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is fun. Um, y'all are uh, great peoples. And uh, like I said, the band is a blast to see live, as are the Soulfoot Mombits. Um, and uh, look forward to recordings in the future, shows in the future, just for us to be able to share space again. It'll happen. It'll happen. Most definitely will. For everyone watching, I'll be tagging all the projects and people that. There's a uh, lot of people now. You guys. It'll be it'll be a lot of be like uh, 50 people. <laughs> but that's always one of my favorite parts of doing the show is uh, the 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 acknowledgement of those that uh, yeah. helped uh, be there for those that uh, are on this platform. So gotta uh, support Definitely. them. Yeah. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Thank we'll you. See you. Next time. Yes. Catch you next time. Bye. Oh, yeah.